Jenna Jenkins is one of our founding members of Female Fusion, and she set up her business around the same time that I set up Female Fusion. And in under three years, Jenna has built her business to a seven-figure company. So I'm so excited to bring you Jenna, and she's going to talk to you about all of the things that she did to build her business. Not only that, Jenna's zone of genius is helping businesses in the UAE set up. And so she also gives her top tips for people who are looking at setting up a business in the UAE and the whole company incorporation process. So I look forward to sharing with you Jenna's story. The thing I love about Female Fusion is we are a truly global organization. We have members from all over the world and we have every single nationality every single culture and every type of business. And it's from this diversity that makes us so strong as Female Fusion. And this is why I'm so excited to share with you stories about our members. We're bringing to you over the next 30 days, 30 inspiring female entrepreneurs that are going to give you the most incredible ideas and share their stories about what it's like to have their business. Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise. And today we are going to talk to Jenna Jenkins, who is the founder of Luxon Corporations in Dubai. And we're going to talk all about her business. And we might talk a little bit as well about what it's like to actually set up and run a business in the UAE. Welcome to the podcast, Jenna. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you because you are one of our founding members of Female yeah. Fusion. And I remember, I was saying to you before we started rolling, that yeah. I remember when you set up your business and you and I actually sat down. You didn't even have an office back then. I think I, had I, <laughs> I didn't even either. We were, yeah. I was in the midst of setting up Female Fusion and yeah. you were having Luxon Corporations and we sat in a cafe yeah. talking about business plans. Yeah. And here we are today, yeah, three years crazy. on, completely different businesses and both of us as well with seven figure businesses yeah quite cool it's been pretty awesome yeah, That's yeah. It. I think that one conversation that we had that one day is kind of been like a massive turning point from where I started to exactly where I am now so it was almost like a little match made in heaven um oh yeah with a female fusion we're, we're already a big part of my life at that point so being a part of your journey as well and you know setting up from there is amazing oh thanks and I mean I've just loved to see how you've grown now before we jump into it sure. maybe you could tell everybody a bit about you and about Luxon Corporations yes yeah, sure no problem um my name is Jenna Jenkins um I'm from Glasgow in Scotland I've been in Dubai for almost 10 years now so it's quite a long time um I have been working in company formation or company setup for around almost six years now. Um, it's been a really interesting time working through COVID, uh, unfortunately losing the position that I was in to then starting from the beginning. Um, yeah, it's been three years. We now have two offices, 10 staff, and yeah, it's grew quite astronomically um, over the last, yeah, especially 18 months, I would say. But that just goes to show as well, I mean, one you have a fabulous business and mm. I see 
you, you know that somebody's got a fabulous business. I've also used your business before, especially yeah. in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, we did work together. Yeah. But also as well, I see that you are consistently recommended across the board by, yeah. by our members. And that's, I love seeing that because it means that somebody's got it right and doing a good job. Sure. I mean, to be honest, I've always been in like, I'm going to call it a service-based type role in my whole career since I ever started working. It's always been about people. It's always been about what people want. And I think I've always just kept that sort of mentality and focus. The business isn't anything without us having any clients or any people to work with. So we need to focus on the needs of who we work with. There's not a one-size-fits-all type a scenario for everybody there's lots of different options so it's about making that person feel really special making sure you listen to what they actually need and then customizing it for them so I really hope or well I say really hope I feel like everything that I have been doing for the last few years has you know really paid off and I've worked with so many amazing women and expats across the UAE it's great it's it has been a little bit of a, a whirlwind to be honest yeah, yeah. but a lot of it is about relationships as well. It doesn't matter 100%. whether you're in company formation or some other kind of business. Yep. When you're a business owner, so much of what you do counts on relationships. Yeah, for sure. It's even just grabbing a coffee like we did on that day. Yeah. I don't think either of us would have expected to be where we are right now after that that meeting so many years ago, but it's about keeping those connections. And, you know, there's a lot of strong business women that I've met over the years since Female Fusion that I can call friends uh, as well as maybe business acquaintances, partners, uh, etc. So it's, yeah, yeah, it does. Your network is almost your worth. Um, totally. And do you know, when I hear people say to me, oh, I don't have time to network. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's one of the main things that you should make time for, yeah. especially if they're struggling in business for sure and people say oh you know business isn't great I'm not making money like so where are you you yeah. know I haven't seen you you haven't been out talking to people you haven't yep. been making those connections yeah. and it's interesting I, I noticed this I just got back from holiday and I met up with a, a friend when I was in Greece and she's she's got a digital business as well yep. and we were saying, isn't it incredible when you meet up with people and we didn't even know that we were going to be in the same place in Greece. Yeah. And from that connection and those meetings, I had dinner with her a few times yeah. that she's connected me with so many interesting people yeah. that are going to help female fusion. Yeah. I've also connected her with other people that will help her business. Sure. And I wouldn't have known if we wouldn't have had that conversation. So yeah. just making that time to to network and connect with people is so important. Massively. There's, there is other ladies in, in our group, Female Fusion, that do the exact same job as me. And I can honestly say I have really good friendships with a lot of those ladies. And we, to this day, still work together on clients and different things because everyone has different strengths. And what you have to do is you have to maximise what's available to you. Um, yeah. And I see, it, I see it as a strength. I don't see it as a weakness. I think there's, especially in Dubai and the UAE, there's business out there for everybody. And you have to have that mindset and that sort of focus to say, 
just because I've spoke to someone that, you know, I'm in real estate and they're in real estate. I can't, I need to keep my distances. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. You need to utilize, you know, the connections and strengths and also conversations because you're constantly learning as well from everybody around you and I mean to be honest I just quite enjoy speaking to people as well so that that definitely helps but you know I always say to people there is so much business out there for everybody it doesn't matter if you know there's five or ten people in female fusion who have the same business as you you're all going to have your zone of genius you are all going to have your ideal paying customers some will want to work with that business some will want to work with the other and it's so much nicer to be supportive because you can't handle all the business anyways of of course of course not you don't want all the business yeah yeah of course Uh, there's there's a fair even share for everybody and absolutely yeah and you so I want to dive right in and I want to talk about business because I think that a lot of people want to know this so in under three years, yeah. you've managed to scale that business to to over seven figures. And when I yeah. talk about seven figures, I mean over a million dollars in revenue, yeah. US dollars in a year, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, what if somebody's thinking, oh, I don't know how to do that, because there is that that messy middle as well. And I'm sure you found that yeah. too, that you reach six figures and you're like, yeah, great. You know, you reach a couple of six figures and then you get to kind of that middle bit where you're just kind of stuck because what got you to six figures and maybe half a million doesn't get you to a million and above. What did you do to get yourself to that seven figure point? See, to be honest, I'm a very hard working person. I think yeah. it's a bit of the the Glasgow uh, upbringing, but um, what you don't work five hours a week. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I think it was a family thing. You need to work hard. You need to do things yeah. for yourself. You know that sort of mentality. So for me, I love to work, but the way I looked at it was, if I just take each client step by step. So even if I have five clients coming to me at the same time, which can happen, you know, you get all the WhatsApps or the emails, and you're a bit overwhelmed. I just stopped and said, no, I'm looking at this case at this time and this is what I'm working on. And I think I just got myself into a bit of a flow and the focus and the energy that I gave people started to pay off. When I realised that that number of clients was beginning a little bit, I'm going to call it unmanageable, just from a a human point of view, there's only so many hours in a day and so many things you could do. That's when I started realising, okay, I have to expand my team. I have to delegate. I have to invest. I have to, you know, put myself out there a bit more than I did in, you know, in the the past because I, I always remember having the chat with my husband at the time. I'd lost my job during COVID and he said, listen, you've got a really good network. People keep calling you, just go and do it yourself. And I said, we don't have any money. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, we, had, we didn't have much because we were planning our wedding at the time. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And um, that step, you know, where you're kind of, I'm going to call it sort of before being an adult, but you feel it when you do those sort of adult in tasks, like have a baby and get married and be very mm. serious. I felt like I hadn't really done anything. I'd lost my job. It was COVID. Everyone was really depressed. And he said, listen, don't worry about it. I'll back you. And whatever you need, we'll just get through it. And I thought, okay, right, this is weird. Better call my mum. Mum, this is what he said. Should I say yeah or what? You know, what do I do? Because I was 
very independent person. Yeah. So relying on someone else was hard for me. And um, yeah, to be honest, I think just that little bit of strength at home from my, my now husband and also my friends and family, they were like, go for it, just do it. And I did work every under every hour under the sun, like but you for sure. To, right? you do, yeah. th this is one thing that I'm surprised yeah. as well with some business owners is that they expect to build a seven-figure business, yep. but not put in the work. Oh, no. It's and Saturdays, Sundays, it's everything. You and I know that, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, like, and this is not the first business for me. And yep. this is probably in over 20 years of owning a business that this is the hardest that I have ever worked, but also yeah. as well, because I'm like, I want to go there yeah. fast. I am sprinting because... Because it's there. possible, yeah. Yeah, because I know it's possible. Yeah. But one thing you said is is really important, and I want to get this message through to so many women: is that you have to not be afraid to spend. Yeah, you have that to do it. You, it's going to cost you money, mm. um, and there are going to be periods where you're not going to be paid a salary. I think I probably went probably about a year before I paid yeah. myself anything and it wasn't that I couldn't but it's I was just like, best not to yeah and I reinvested everything in the business yeah and I see that there's a lot of women who are scared to reinvest yeah. in their business I think it's maybe because I've actually just recently opened a new office and I know that this is a very good conversation to have yes. about reinvesting and again another conversation with my husband and uh I said, I think, you know, we need to grow this because it's going really well and, you know, I can't keep up with yeah. the inquiries. I don't want to let people down. I need to find great people that can represent the company because for so many years the company's been Jenna. Jenna Lux and Corporations, not Lux and Corporations on its own. So that and that's a hard thing when you get oh, to yeah. seven figures because you need to spend more time on the business rather yeah. than in the business oh for sure and even just finding the right location the time the energy to find the place yeah. to sign to pay the checks to start you know working choosing tiles and colors and readjusting your logos and uh, websites all of the things which i I like to, you know, everyone says they like to feel a bit like an interior designer in their home. But, you know, when you're trying to do something that's for everybody else, it's not about your style or your taste. The, the pressure of that for me was really intense. And I just thought, wait a minute, don't don't take this on board. You don't want to lose focus because the business still had to run behind the scenes yeah. during all that investment because we needed more investment yeah. coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you almost worked like double time, but... One of my friends sat me down and said, Jenna, don't worry about it. She was like, just hire people who are better, better at it than what yes. you are. And I said, right, okay, well, where do I find them? Now, asking me to be really good at building a website is pretty easy to find someone much better at it than me. It's definitely not my forte. And yeah, it was, for me, that was quite a difficult thing to do. In the end, I think it took us three and a half months. Now we have a service-based company. Our website pretty much just shows information. It's not we've not right. got any fancy products to show or you know uh, payment gateways or anything on it. But it took three and a half months because whenever I spoke to the the gentleman that did it, I said, "I don't know what it is, but I just don't like it." 
and it was that yeah, that said, process said every entrepreneur yeah always it was you know, so funny and it's like I don't like it but I don't know exactly why you know the thing I always yeah. hated when they would say well send me examples of what you like oh like, my gosh I don't have time for that. <laughs> well, you know, when we when we were designing the office, and I, I always remember I sent my mum this picture, and I said, "Should we paint the skirting boards the same color?" And my mum's like, "No, capital, do not do that. That's not going to look nice." And I kept thinking about it. I was like, "I'm going to paint the skirting boards the same color," and I said to my friend, "Of." spent all this money in this fantastic location and I don't like any office desks and she actually owns a bespoke furniture trading company and I said I've been on Pinterest if I send you these pictures could you design me what I need and she said well what is it you want so I must have sent her about 50 images and she came back and said no 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 <laughs> let's slow down and again that's probably something else I learned through the process is slow it down yeah don't rush the small things become the big things. And, and it's going to grate on you for ages, oh, right? Like if yeah. you got the wrong desks oh. and you just look at them, especially after you had that big renovation, Yeah, that if you look at them every day and you're like, oh, I yeah. hate those desks. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, everything worked out absolutely fantastic. And it was just playing on other people's strengths yeah. and using the people that have the expertise, have the knowledge, have the connections network to get things done and, to be honest, I absolutely adore her office. I'm, every time I walk in, I'm like, is this, you know, real? Has this happened? Pinch me type moment. And I love that as a business owner when you, yeah. especially, you know, the next step is having the office yeah. or moving into like the grown up office. You know, yeah. normally we have the, the first sort of smaller office yeah. that you make do with. It's not always yeah. the prettiest. And then you move into the big grown-up office where yep. people come to see you and it's yep. much more of a, a place of business. Yeah, it feels more like a bit real because we actually started in Silicon Oasis and we still actually have an office there because our lease hasn't finished. And okay. that office is like a business centre office almost. Yeah. You know, it's not really got anything about it. There's nothing around, you know, Silicon Oasis. It's actually, the building we're in is a very busy building, but it's not, it's not you. buzzing the way that the, the new location is. Yeah. And it's not really somewhere clients wanted to go. Whereas our new location and everything, it's everything is focused on what it is we do, which is take yeah. care of clients effectively. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned, I just want to go back and talk about going to seven figures because everybody... Everybody wants to know this. Yeah. So you were talking about hard work. Yeah. You were talking about hiring people that are smarter than you. Yeah. How do you handle, because everybody wants Jenna, and I found yeah. that as well with Female Fusion, that yeah. I've been working really hard the past six months to focus more on running the business. And you do have people yeah. go, but... I want to talk to Jen or, you know, I want to deal with Jenna because Jenna's always done things where yeah. it's not possible. How have you ensured that people still get the same experience or potentially better? Yeah. Um, because that's what we want, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, I want to sure. have people who are going to make, be so much better that you'll be like, no, it's great. I'm yeah, happy yeah. to <laughs> Jenna focus on running the business. Yeah. How have you been able to, to manage that? Um, to be honest, I think I'm still a little bit in the in-between phase where the control freak inside me wants to yeah. hold on to everything. But from from what I can see in the last year, 
the staff I've hired are nothing but assets to the company. Everybody is fantastic, you know, got great professionalism. The, the team, we've had so much training that I think their brains might burst on, you know, what's available and around. But that's so important, right, that yeah. some business owners forget that, that as you build a team, there always needs to be training, um, yeah. either group training or ensuring as well that you're you're helping your team get new skills yeah. so they're going to be be better. Mm. So it's important that you're investing in that as well. A hundred percent. And the thing is about the type of business that we're in, it changes all the time. There's always oh. something new. There's always a new rule. There is always a different way to get things done, and. I need, I need our team to constantly be in that mindset of, yeah, you might know everything about today, but it doesn't mean you know everything about tomorrow. Right. So it's almost a bit of a humbling experience to say, yeah. you're really good, but stay on top of your game and stay focused and, you know, read what's going on in Dubai, stay in touch with all the different authorities so that when someone comes and says, I don't know how to do this, we can say, this is the best way. And actually, I want to talk about that because we have listeners all over the world and they're probably thinking, well, why do you need business set up? Because in so many other countries, like um, for you and I being from the UK, well, I'm kind of half UK, half Canada. When I set up my business in the UK, it was very easy. You know, you like, and I think it probably cost me at the time, 85 pounds. I think it's about 150 pounds now. (laughs) Super easy. You go online, you enter the information, you have your certificate of incorporation. All you need to do is fill in your tax return every year. Yeah. Done. You don't need anything else. No. In the UAE, it doesn't work that way. No, not at all. Um, and And that's why companies like yours exist, because it's not something where you can go onto one central website. Yeah. And set up your company. Maybe I want to explain that for people because I think like we're we're big fans of the UAE. There's a reason why I've lived in this country for nearly 15 years. Yeah. I love it. And I think that it's a great place to have a business, but it is super complicated. Yeah. Um, maybe do you want to just explain to people sure. executive quick summary about why a business like yours exists and what it's like here yeah of course I mean the best way I could probably explain it is that it's almost like I'm going to use the UK as an example so in the United Kingdom there is many different counties or like sub areas small towns cities and they all have you know different rules and regulations effectively what it's like here is all of those little towns and sub counties can give you a business license so instead of there just being one hub at the moment, I think there's more than 60 different options yep. of where you can set up your business um, with new ones opening and changing and growing into different sort of areas and strengths every single day. So from our side, basically what we do is we manage that change and figure out exactly what is the best place for you to set up. Some of the free zone areas, as we call it. So free zones originally were developed because in Dubai mainland or Abu Dhabi mainland, you needed to have a local service agent or local sponsor on your license. In recent times, that's changed. You can be 100% expat owner of a business within that area. So the free zones for quite a long time, I'd say it's only really been the last sort of two, two and a half years that you could do 
100% mainland. Um, free zones were there because expats could own their businesses 100%. Yeah. So it almost sort of built a bit of competition between different authorities. But like I said, you have different areas and spaces that focus on different things. For example, uh, DIFC, which is Dubai International Finance Centre, that's very focused on international law and finance and taxation and, you know, that funds, foundations, that type of thing. Or yeah, got, and that's where a lot of the banks are based yeah. and financial services yeah. companies, um, big international. I think a lot of the management consultancies are based out of there Correct, as well. Yeah. Um, and it's when you're not from here, that's super confusing. For sure. And we get this question all the time that people, because they're used to, I just go and incorporate and, yeah. you know, whatever central place it is and I have my business license or my certificate of incorporation and people come and say to me they're like but I don't know where I should set up because everybody's telling me different Something things different. and what I always say to people is is it, it doesn't matter you need to have a business plan you need to For know sure. exactly what it is that you want your business to be doing to identify where the best place is because it's not sure. What makes it complicated, I think, here is it's not the, it, it's not the cheapest place because sometimes people go, yeah. well, where's the cheapest? I don't want to spend a lot. Yeah. I'm on a shoestring budget. I need to make this easy. Yeah. But the thing that people forget is that you go and you set up one place. Maybe you go, okay, this is the cheapest. I'm going to go there. Yeah. And then your business unexpectedly grows and you find out that you can't do yeah. the work that you want to, to do, do. Yeah. and that's that's a strange thing about the how licenses can be quite restrictive can you explain For a sure. little bit about activities and how that works yeah of course so free zones traditionally were designed to operate either inside the free zone or business to business or internationally um, for example, Dubai, main, I'll use Dubai mainland because we're here in Dubai. The mainland were designed to work B2C. As the years have developed and the number of free zones, the number of mainland options that are available, you know, with regards to legal setup, form, etc. Um, for example, your business is in DMCC. Yes. Which is a free zone. Yeah. So uh, Dubai Multi Commodities Centre or DMCC free zone has... I couldn't even tell you how many buildings, yeah, they have a lot, a lot of offices. <laughs> uh, I mean, even myself, we've set up a lot of hair salons, nurseries, yeah. psychiatry centres. It, it really is a hub for absolutely everything. Your business can be B2C because people come to you. Right. Yeah. You're not advertising on a billboard down Shakeside Road saying we're female fusion, come to us. Correct. Yeah. yeah. People come to you. Yeah. And we're in your uh, jurisdiction and your area. You know, obviously online, you can't really regulate online if someone wanted to visit you from America or Canada yeah. or Australia, you can do that. Um, as years have went on, a lot of the free zones have developed. There are more offices available. There's more space available, especially within Dubai itself. Um, mm. Russell came up also has grown massively over the years. There's a lot of warehouse space out there, you know, if you're going to be trading in products, Ajman as well. Yeah, um, and these are, for people who don't understand the UAE, these are um, areas outside of yeah. Dubai. They're called the Northern Emirates, which yeah. would be anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour and a half, two yeah. hour drive. So it's Correct. all, 
it's still pretty accessible and close when you consider how small the country yeah. is if you compare it to other countries like for example in the UK that would just be one side of London to the other yeah for much. sure yeah it's it's more so the the reason that we exist basically is because there is so many different options and you referred to a shoestring budget before we come across people all the time that say we don't care what it is just give us the cheapest I want the cheapest visa I need the cheapest license the fastest process etc and I say okay but what is it you actually want to do yeah oh well you know I, I want to sell cosmetic and hair products online okay great but within two years I'm going to have a salon or yeah. I want to have a <laughs> shop in Dubai mall right okay if you set up let's take one of the Northern Emirates like Sharjah, for example, which is very cost effective. You set up your license in Sharjah, that's fantastic. So the license is set up, say, in a couple of weeks. Your visa, a couple of weeks after that. Then you start the lengthy process and conversation of corporate banking, you know, anything between one to six months, depending on, you know, a oh, huge number are, of factors. Yeah, banks are a whole other area yeah. of conversation, yeah. isn't it? Um, and then you've got your VAT number, your corporate tax number. So setting up the license, if you like, is almost just the starting yeah. peg for where you begin. Once you've done all of that corporate banking, VAT, corporate tax, you know, everything is set up and you're like, finally, I'm here. You know, and in the background of all the structure and you've done the website, you've done the marketing, etc., And you say, oh, I, I need that shop in Dubai Mall now. You can't, Not you can't open a store in Dubai no. Mall with a license from Sharjah. Now, you know, for people like ourselves who are in corporate services, fantastic. You want to open up another business. <laughs> you want to unwind a business. It's, for us, it's work. It's, right. It, you know, but what we do, which I would like to think is different from most other companies, is we actually sit and work through what your future plans are because going through that whole process of everything after the license, everything structural, bank yes. accounts, VAT numbers, etc. If you'd set up in a mainland in the first instance, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, have, have to lose that time later. So so it's interesting that you bring that up. Um, I was mentioning to you that, because we get asked all the time about, um, from people all over the world who contact us and say, I want to set up a business in the UAE. Yeah. How do I do it? So I've actually recorded an online course after being here for 15 years and having yeah. so many different businesses to help people understand what good looks like. Because if you understand all of the processes and how it is, yeah. it makes it so much easier to make that decision. But one thing that surprises me is so many business setup advisors don't ask for your business plan. They're yeah. just like, okay, so you want to set up this kind of company. Okay, no problem. This is the cheapest. I'll do this yeah. because it's just transactional for them. Yeah. And if it's wrong, well, that means they'll have more business to close down your business yeah. again afterwards because whatever you went through to open it, you have to go through again to, yeah. to close it. Exactly. Um, one thing that I've also noticed as well is that some business setup companies, and I think this is why some of them have a really bad name, is that they will get you to sign a contract yep. and you're stuck with them for as long as you have your business. So you yep. are stuck paying an annual fee yep. for them to renew your license because it's not like 
in most yeah. countries where you get your certificate of incorporation, you you're done. Yeah. You actually have to pay a fee every year to keep that license. Correct, yeah. Um, for us, we understand not every client wants to give you their business plan. Uh, you know, sometimes it's confidential. Yeah. There might be numbers shared etc but there are certain things that you do need to consider before setting up a license so one of them would be location if you want to be based in dubai and you set up a license in Sharjah, that's not going to work um also the number of visas you require yeah. some of the northern emirate free zones have a limit on the number of visas business activity are you for example a pet a dog groomer you need to be in the mainland because you're B to C. Exactly. You can't do that from Fujera Free Zone. Um, yeah, and also um, prestige. How does it look to, you know, any future clients that you may have or jobs that you're trying to get? Do you want to work with government agencies? There's a lot of things that we can ask questions if you don't want to give your business plan. Yes. To, to make yeah. that to make that a bit easier for you. And do you know, I've spoken about this when I first moved to the UAE, the first business that I set up, um, I didn't know I hired a business advisor. They were actually the partner of our accountancy firm from the yeah. UK. And I thought, okay, they're going to know what to do. You know, this, yeah. and it was a big accountancy firm as well. Yeah. And they set up my business wrong. Mm. And I realized after about six months that the business was wrong because I had a contract with the government and they were like, no this isn't working this yeah. isn't we're we're not going to pay your invoice yeah and I was like what do you mean you're not going to pay my invoice <laughs> <laughs> and they they were like because it's the wrong structure it needs yeah. to be this or this or this yeah. and so I ended up having to close down that company and reopen a new one now this happened 15 years ago so yeah. that was a completely different time but I still hear that happening now it as well People come, for example, it's like buying a car. When your car breaks down and you brought it from a second-hand dealer, you go to someone else and say, I just bought this car and it broke down. It kind of happens with us as well. I don't think I've been sold the right thing. I don't think this makes sense. A lot of accountants, lawyers, uh, management consultants, different places hire companies like us yeah. to actually do the setup and the incorporation because we understand how it works in practice. Oh, and it's changing all the time. And yeah. I mean, the thing that's cool about this country, and I think that people don't understand that if they haven't lived here, is that it's such a new country, yeah. right? And because it's a new country, they are, they're updating, they're being really progressive, they're changing things. Yeah. But because of that, the rules, the rules change. change yeah. The rules change. Yeah. And quite significantly and yeah. quite quickly sometimes. So yeah. that's why companies like yours exist yeah of course and like what you set up today yeah for example we had quite a lot of different companies that set up a couple of years ago and it would have been known as proprietary trading which is really trading of stocks and shares underneath your own name and right. they had set up say six to 18 months before and then all of a sudden crypto trading come out so mm -hmm. we were you know from our side we would say oh just so you know this is the new activity that's out. We understand that's what you were doing before. This activity wasn't available at that time. Yeah. Would you like to amend your license to cover it because it's now available and it is what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. We, it is completely up to the client if they want to do that, but our job is to advise them, mm. you know, to make it right. So the past three years has been a massive change for you. Not only have you 
set up your business. Yep. You got married. Yep. And then you had a, a little girl as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, how have you found having a business, a very successful business, yep. being a mama, being a wife, managing all of these things? Uh, to be honest, quite difficult. Um, yeah. The business was my first baby. So, yeah. you know, introducing my new baby to the world was uh, crazy for me, to be honest. I was so in awe of everything that she did. Um, still am today. I'm probably the biggest cheer mom in the world for her. But it's all about prioritising your time. Because uh, I didn't have the opportunity. Running your own business, you don't have the opportunity to take maternity leave the way that everybody else would yeah uh, yeah and uh, I ended up actually giving birth almost two and a half weeks before I was meant to so where in my stage I was I was in the position of wrapping everything up to take a couple of weeks break and I ended up I couldn't do that and you were like that's not in my schedule <laughs> yeah yeah I was like this can't, not today no not today right. and uh, yeah it happened but I found a way we actually you know in the UAE you have help at home etc and we found a really great nanny and yeah I worked from home for about three four months I didn't even leave the door because I just wanted to be near her all the yeah. time but I could work I worked round the clock as normal and luckily when they're small they sleep all the time yeah <laughs> which has been great and the the sort of peaks if you like in the business as in the first smaller office and then this office they've came at a better time where she's a little bit older and well, you need to be out of the home because it's too noisy. You can't focus on anything. Um, but it's almost about having boundaries as well. For example, my boundary is from 5.30 until 7.30. That's my time with yeah. my daughter. Uh, I mean, in the evening, I, in the morning, I'll see her before I, I go to work. But that time is me and her. No That's nannies, lovely. no dogs, no, you know, my husband, if he's back from working time, but family time only. We do the nice things, the walk, the bath. And it's important play. for you to have that time. But I I found too, because I've asked my kids, because I'm the same as you, that I yeah. never had maternity leave. Yeah. I set up my first business. And then two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with Matthew, who's wow. now almost 20. So my kids have known nothing but me working. Yeah. And when I was younger, I always felt guilty. Yeah. I did. I carried this guilt where I was like my my kids are going to hate me. They're going to need therapy when they're in their 20s because they're going to say, you were never there. And you do get those comments yeah. sometimes. I remember my daughter in particular would be really upset that all of the mums at school yeah. would help on school trips or they would be there for lookbook day, yeah. which, you know, lookbook day was every bloody month. I was like, how much is going to change in your books every month? You yeah, know, yeah. I, I couldn't go all the time. Yeah. And it, it's funny because talking to her now, and I, one of my most favorite podcast episodes is an interview I did with Eva, yeah. that she knows nothing but that. And she is like, I think it's so cool that you have your own business, that you're doing all of this stuff. And I'm so proud oh, to have a mom like that, right? Amazing. And so you might feel a little bit bad when yeah. they're little, but when they're older, because it brings other opportunities. For example, you can maybe go on holiday slightly longer. Yeah. You might be working and I would get up early in the mornings and work later in the day, yeah, yeah. but you could go maybe to Scotland for the whole summer and yeah. see your parents. Or I know I went to Canada a few times where I went for the whole summer and my kids just 
had that time. Yeah. If I had a day job, I wouldn't you be able to do that. that. Yeah. So there are there there are benefits to be able being able to do that for sure honestly I think the best things in my life have all happened in the last couple of years and it's been crazy and hectic and sometimes a bit stressful and sometimes a bit fearful and lost but overall like the whole thing is just a blessing um I think you need to always just focus your mind on what you want and I don't know if you see this on social media, it seems to come up all the time for me. And it says, remember when you wanted what you have now. Yes. And I genuinely wholeheartedly remember saying, I can't wait until I'm running my own business. I'm going to have a lovely husband. I'm going to have a baby girl. I, I and now you have it. It's all here. And I'm like, I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going but to make sure we can travel and, you know, she can go those extra school trips or you know, whatever, whatever they need, it's all for her anyway, you know. But can you imagine all of the other incredible things that are in front of you as well? Oh, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm like super excited. To be honest, I'm really proud of my team. I'm really proud of the new office. I know that we've got a lot of hard work in front of us, but at the same time, I want to enjoy the journey. Yeah. And, you know, that I think that's really important, whether it's motherhood, family, friendship, you need to enjoy the journey, enjoy yeah. the bit, uh, enjoy the rubble in the dust when you're kitting out the new office and, and so on. Yeah, it goes by so quickly. Yeah. It does. Um, you've been a member of Female Fusion since the beginning. Yeah. How has the experience been for you? In all honesty, it's it's been incredible. Um, I've met and worked with so many fantastic women in the group. Um, obviously yourself, uh, Jen, was probably one of the main focus of everything that happened from that day in, in the coffee shop and it's the strength of others and even just taking that time because okay you don't have time to network but see just going into a coffee connect the buzz and the excitement and seeing other people like it almost works as a bit of a de-stress as well because yeah. you're like oh actually fab and someone else will tell you a story about what's going on with them and you know the morning we did with the seven figure uh, yacht breakfast yeah I had such a fantastic time and it just felt like someone just let a bit of steam out the kettle and I think that utilizing the workshops the people the events keeping the community it it's helped me build my business in all honesty and without female fusion and all the women in it I wouldn't be sitting here today, like 100%. I love hearing that. How oh, good. I'm oh, glad. It brings, I'm very, it's very true and I very almost, honest. I almost want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, because it is every day I wake up and it's like, how, how can I make it better? How can we as a female fusion team make the entrepreneurial journey easier? for everybody yeah and through the power of community it's so beautiful that we can do that for women in the UAE and all over the world I love yeah. seeing the impact that when women come together the changes that we can make yeah for sure it's it's been a great journey and watching you guys go international as well if anything it's just a privilege to be along with you guys and any support that anybody in the community needs you know, we're always here to answer a question without any sort of obligation as well. Oh, thanks so much, Jenna. Thank you so much for your time today. I 
absolutely loved having our conversation and I am so, so, so proud of you. Thank really, you. Like, really, it's pretty much three years on yeah. to see what you've achieved. Well done. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Women on the Rise podcast and our 30 most inspiring female entrepreneurs. If you are inspired by today's episode, why not come and join us in Female Fusion? We would absolutely love to have you. This is where you will be able to connect with the most incredible female entrepreneurs who are all committed to building a most profitable business. All you need to do is head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.